0: Take you back, okay? Go back with Anna.
1: Thank you, Dad. I hmm? Yep.
0: Go back with. Oh, here comes Anna. hold Anna's hand. Can you hold your hand, Anna? And go back. There we go. Uh, turn around and sit straight. T- turn around. Good evening. Yes, one. Okay. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Did I even give did I give you one? <laughs> okay. Okay. Everybody get one, I think. Got one extra if anybody would like it. okay there's more people in here so i'll try a good evening again good evening there you go okay so we are we'll be starting a new study again this evening as um, we finished up the the one last week on what's on your mind it's a good study as well there Probably one of my uh, I'd say probably favorites, one of the best ones I feel like we've done so far on that It's really, really good and practical. And then this one here is um, actually a study about the Apostle Peter and the education of a disciple. I'll, I'll, I'll read what the kind of the, the back of the book has to say about it here. But you now when Jesus chose his first disciples, he didn't choose ready-made spiritual giants. In fact, if you had known in those early moments that the men Jesus called as his apostles would eventually turn the world upside down with the gospel, you would have been in disbelief. When you think of Peter in particular, you probably think of an outspoken disciple who was spiritually immature, often petty and faithless, and severely lacking in spiritual understanding. And you would be right. But over three and a half years of grace-filled investments, Jesus transformed Peter into the bold preacher of the gospel and early church leader that he became? And how did Jesus do it? And does he still so completely change the lives of his followers today? And we're going to follow Peter through the pages of the gospels and discover how Jesus transformed this rough, outspoken fisherman into a faith-filled, passionate disciple of Christ in a hands-on classroom. And we want to join Peter in learning how to become a fully committed follower of Christ. So it's pretty neat. I think it'll be a pretty neat study. Um, So the lesson tonight is uh, lesson number one, a lesson on beginning. Let me uh, get back to it here. Lesson number one, a lesson on beginning. And our text verses are Matthew 4, 18 to 20. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and up here in my Bible and read it. Matthew 4, 18 to 20. Some familiar verses, I'm sure, to all of us. But uh, Matthew 4, 18 to 20. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he saith unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. Let's pray. Lord, I do thank you for this study tonight and the opportunity to be able to um, um, to be leading it. And I um, ask just help me to be able just, again, just to focus on uh, the lesson and getting across what what's needed and pray for those that are uh, listening, that they would also be able to be attentive and focused and listening for something that you have for them this evening. And we'll give you the honor and the glory for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Peter's education as a disciple began on a day much like any other day in the life of a fisherman. In this lesson, we see the Lord Jesus Christ making a personal call to Peter, and we see Peter responding to that call. Peter's decision at this time to follow the Lord set the course for the rest of his life. So some goals to look at, um, think about as we're looking through the lesson tonight is number one is to understand that the Lord has a purpose for the life of every person. Number two is to realize that the calling involves both a calling to and a calling from. Then number three, that we would choose to follow the Lord wherever he may lead. So let's jump right in here. It's the opportunity of a lifetime, a launching pad to adventure. And if we accept will experience moments greater than we could imagine. That chance is to follow the Savior's higher call, specially designed for each believer. Before we jump into what Christ's calling for each of us means, we must realize why we were created. First, God created us for his pleasure. Um, First um, verse there, Revelation 411. If you would go ahead and read that, Pastor.
2: <clears throat> thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and
0: were created. Second, God created us to glorify him. And as believers, he specifically instructs us to do, to do so. 1 Corinthians
1: 10.31 Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God.
0: But beyond the greater overall purpose of our lives, God calls each one of us individually to serve him. The word of God teaches that God has a calling for the life of every believer. From Adam and Eve in Genesis to the Apostle John in Revelation, we see God dealing with individuals. Romans 11.29 tells us, For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. Just as repentance is both a turning from and a turning to, so God calls each each of us away from some things and to other things. This lesson will illustrate this concept as we see the Lord Jesus Christ calling Peter and other men like much like him away from his current pursuit into a brand new purpose. So, point number one is the starts with the C, calling. The calling. No Christian is saved to sit. From the moment of salvation, we are saved to serve. Christ is continually calling his followers to do certain things. Jesus calls us to love, to give, to be a witness. Now each, and each of us is responsible both to hear and then to heed the call of Christ. Sadly, many people who would say they are Christians in reality do not want to hear the call of Christ. Jesus said, however, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's John ten twenty-seven. Are you one of Christ's sheep? Then it is expected that you listen to and follow your shepherd. Christ's call is always there. But responding to that call, however, is up to us. James 1, 22 to 25 describes the folly of hearing the word, without responding to it. And I think that's the next one's uh, in your handout there. James 1, 22 to 25. Is it me? Yes.
2: But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. <clears throat> For if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like it to a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. For
1: he beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was.
0: What was that call like for Peter? So, subpoint A is the something of the call, starts with the P.
2: Purpose?
0: Um, not purpose. Think uh, human person. The person of the call. Everywhere we turn, there are calls upon our life. Some people are drawn away by the loud, insistent calls of fame and fortune. Others are tempted by the pool of popularity, comfort, or knowledge. That's an interesting one, comfort. In 1 Corinthians 14.10, the apostle Paul explains, there are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in this world, in the world. But the call of the Lord Jesus Christ on our life is of preeminent importance because he's God. The same God who calls us specifically called Peter in Matthew 4:19, And he saith unto them, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. And it's interesting, of course, we know from our study of John's gospel, this wasn't the first interaction Jesus actually had with Peter. Remember, that's the I think of John chapter 1. Peter would accept this could accept this call with confidence because it was Christ who issued it. Just like Peter, we can trust the Lord's call because it will always lead us into what is best for our lives. Jeremiah 29:11. For
2: I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end.
0: 2 Corinthians 5, 15.
1: In that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but him which them. The
0: Five-year-old Gavin finally realized that when his father came home and called him, it usually meant there was something for him to do. And one day, his father returned from work, and as he called for Gavin, he heard a loud buzzing noise coming from the next room. He called again, but the noise intensified. Leaving his chair to investigate, he found his son on the floor with his hands covering his ears, making the buzzing noise. What are you doing? He asked. I can't hear you. Gavin replied. Are we like Gavin? How many times is God calling us, but because we're covering our ears and making noises, we can't hear him. Can't hear his call. So subpoint B, we had the person of the call, and then here is the something of the call. So it starts with a P. It's purpose, yes. This one is purpose. The purpose of the call. To the Lord Jesus, the purpose of his own life on earth was always clear. Luke 19.10. When Jesus called Peter, he gave him a new purpose, to become a fisher of men. Verse 20. What did Jesus mean by fisher of men? The purpose for the call on Peter's life was simply for him to bring people to the Savior. As Peter had sought fish, now he was to seek souls. Every believer today has this identical purpose. John 15, 16.
2: <clears throat> have not chosen that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you.
0: Before Jesus ascended into heaven, he specifically left instructions for his followers to spread the gospel throughout the world. It's familiar verses here, Matthew 28,
1: 18-20. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. ye
2: therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen.
0: Not only was Peter's purpose to bring people to the Savior, but it was also for him to live with eternity's values in view. Before Jesus called Peter, Peter was a commercial fisherman. The fish he was gathering in nets from the Sea of Galilee were necessary to provide both sustenance and income. But these were of a temporal nature on the other hand the fruit of fishing for men would truly last for eternity the prophet jonah needed a similar reminder of what was really important In jonah four god gave him a gourd as shelter from the beating sun and when god sent a worm to wither the gourd jonah was angry as in chapter one jonah's own comfort was more important to him than listening to the voice of God, and he gave more attention to the present moment than he did to eternity. God chided him, "Why, of course, paraphrase here, why are you so upset about the withered gourd, and yet do you not see the need of the great city Nineveh? Are we also guilty, as Jonah was, of putting ourselves ahead of God and forgetting about eternity because of today's concerns? I'll read that one again. That kind of stood out to me when I was uh, preparing this. But Are we also guilty, as Jonah was, of putting ourselves ahead of God and forgetting about eternity because of today's concerns? Like Jesus' call on Peter's life, you and I have a calling on our lives. This special purpose of God is never about us, although it benefits us. It is about Christ and making him known. Also, like Peter, this calling requires something of us. So that goes into point two. We had uh, the calling, and now we have the, starts with an L, What was that? Not leading. Close. You're one letter off. Leaving. The leaving. To truly follow Christ's call, we must leave certain things behind us. Marriage illustrates this leave and follow principle. Genesis 2.24. Remember who?
1: Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh.
0: Before a husband can truly become one with his bride, he must emotionally leave his father and mother. Similarly, before we can truly serve the master, there are things we must leave behind. We can see this throughout Scripture. 1 Kings 19, 20-21. And
2: he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? <clears throat> and he returned back from him, and took a yoke of oxen, and slew them, and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen, uh, the instruments of the oxen, and gave them to the people, to eat. Then he arose,
0: and went after Elijah, and ministered unto him. Genesis 12, 1 that in there it says now the Lord had said unto Abram get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee as Abraham obeyed God blessed and led him further Luke 1822 now when Jesus heard these things he said unto him yet lackest
1: thou one thing sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor and thou shalt have treasure of heaven and come.
0: Unlike Abraham and Elisha in the previous verses, the rich young ruler here refused the call of Christ on his life, and we hear no more of him. What did Peter have to leave behind to answer Christ's call? The subpoint A is the something of earthly pursuit starts with an L. That is correct. the leaving of earthly pursuits. Peter was called to leave his comfort zone. Not only was fishing his occupation, but it was also a family tradition. He had his own boat and his own nets. This was his professional occupation. Yet when he received a higher call from the Son of God, he was willing to leave these behind. So many times, believers close their ears to God's higher call, dedicating themselves to matters that they will someday realize were inconsequential and trifling. Many people prepare for the future by contributing a portion of their earnings to an IRA, or individual retirement account. Christians, however, have a heavenly IRA to invest in as well. Matthew 6, 19-21.
2: Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. And where your treasure
0: is, there will your heart be also. Christ's call to lay up treasures in heaven makes it clear that our vision should extend beyond our lifespan. Therefore, we need to hold loosely to the things of this world. We see this beautifully illustrated in the life of Peter, who gave up his fishing boat, which would eventually rot away, no matter how well he took care of it, to become a fisher of men. The souls saved throughout the rest of Peter's ministry, including the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, will rejoice through all eternity. God does not call us all, and full-time Christian work, but he does call us all to be full-time Christians. This requires that we give greater importance to spiritual pursuits than to earthly ones. Subpoint B, we had the leaving of earthly pursuits, and now subpoint B the something of personal ties. Starts with an L as well. Not losing. Leaving. The leaving of personal ties. God's word shows again and again that we must leave things behind to truly be his followers. Sometimes, harder than leaving things is leaving people we love. In this passage, Peter and Andrew were not only asked to leave their profession, but they were asked to leave their lifetime friends and co-laborers. The Bible says they did this straightway. The word means immediately. There was no hesitation. When we think of leaving family and friends to serve the Lord, we think of missionaries who leave their homes to serve the Lord on the foreign, and foreign lands. But it's not only missionaries who must be willing to sever personal ties. When a Christian determines to follow Christ, previous earthly relationships may change. Some will not understand nor sympathize with a new believer's transformed life. 2 Corinthians five seventeen.
2: Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature; old things have passed away. Behold,
0: all things will new. Leaving loved ones, whether to travel thousands of miles across the sea or to suffer a spiritual separation here at home, will not be easy. But we have the Lord's promise that it will be blessed. Mark ten twenty nine thirty.
1: And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels.
2: But he shall receive a hundredfold, now in this time, houses and brethren, and sisters, and mothers and children, and lands with persecutions, in the world to come and eternal life.
0: David Livingston was a great missionary explorer in Africa. He discovered Victoria Falls, and he helped to map the interior of the continent. Many people do not know that he was also a book lover. When he left for his trek to the interior of Africa, he carried scores of books with him. Because of the arduous travel and the debilitating debilitating humidity, he began to leave his books behind. In view of the higher call, the books lost their importance. When he reached the end of his journey, he had left all of his books lying alongside the trail, with the exception of his most treasured book, the Word of God. David Livingston sacrificed much to obey Christ's call. Many Christians, while aware of Christ's call in their lives, are unwilling to accept it because of the sacrifices they must make. Jesus illustrated this, par- this through a parable in Luke 14. Luke fourteen, eighteen to twenty.
2: I think that's your pastor. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I've bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go and I go to prove them. I pray thee.
0: In this passage, a man prepared a great supper and called for many to come. Each person, instead of gratefully accepting the invitation, excused himself because he was unwilling to leave personal ties. One man did not heed the call because he wanted to inspect real estate he'd purchased, apparently sight unseen. Another excused himself, needing to check on five yoke of oxen he had bought. The final man refused because of his recent marriage. As we respond to the higher call, there will be many things that will try to pull us away. Peter was willing to leave his earthly pursuits and separate himself from personal ties. It's down to point three. We had the calling and the leaving, and now we have the, starts with an F, following the following the last three words of verse 20 and followed him ought to serve as a challenge to us after we have recognized the calling of God and determined to step out and follow him we must go forward in faith Matthew 420 and they straightway left their nets and followed him Subpoint A, following requires, starts with an F, faith. It took faith for Moses to forsake Pharaoh's palace and to go into the wilderness. It took faith for Gideon to take on the mighty Midianite army with just 300 men carrying trumpets and lamps. It took faith for Daniel to reject the king's law and follow God's law. It took faith for Joseph to believe God and not separate himself from Mary after finding she was expecting a child. It took faith for Philip to leave a revival to go witness to the Ethiopian eunuch. It took faith for Paul to forsake his plans and to heed the Macedonian call. Hebrews eleven six. I don't think it has it last. <clears throat>
1: Faith is impossible to
0: At this critical juncture of his life, Peter chose faith. The direction and purpose of his life would be changed forever. God promises to bless us when we follow him in faith, simple obedience and trust. So subpoint B faith replaces F, fear. Faith replaces fear. Picture the day of Peter's calling and all the thoughts that were surely running through his mind. In front of him stood the master, beckoning him to step out and follow the higher call. If Peter accepted, he would be leaving all he had ever known, the livelihood that supported his family. There were no guarantees of comfort for safety. In fact, Jesus told his disciples that following him includes a total denial of self. Matthew 16, 24.
2: It said Jesus his disciples, any man will come after me and let him deny himself his cross and follow me.
0: On the brink of this great adventure, doubts must have been tugging at the back of Peter's mind. But Peter conquered this fear with, the, with his decision to accept the call in total faith. The Lord makes it very clear that fear in our life is a result of a lack of faith. In the Bible, we see a clear contrast between faith and fear. Mark four forty.
2: And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith?
0: 2 Timothy 1, 7. That was not in there. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If a Christian follows Christ's call, the devil will do all he can to immediately plant doubts and fears in the believer's mind. But when when we realize that Christ called us and will provide for our every need, we can launch out in confident faith. Where faith exists, fear is vanquished. In many ways, it is like the light that removes the darkness. Psalm 56, 3-4.
1: What time I am afraid, <clears throat> I will trust in me. In God I will praise his word, in
0: God I will put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. First John 4, 18.
2: There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out which is torment. is not made
0: perfect in love. So in conclusion, while Peter would have mountains and valleys in his life, there is no doubt this beginning was a triumphant one. He listened to the right person, he determined to separate himself from people and things that might hold him back, and he was willing to go forward by faith the blessings that he experienced in his life can all be traced to these foundational choices. As he did for Peter, Christ calls each of us. He calls us to follow him. He calls us to live a life of discipleship. He calls us to put a priority on eternal values. The choices we make in response to this call, will determine our future. Will we listen to the right person? Will we purpose to leave anything that weighs us down? Will we choose to conquer our fears by launching out in faith? Accepting Christ's call doesn't promise a future of comfort and safety. It does, however, guarantee God's blessing on our life because of our obedience and faith. Just as Peter did, determined to leave your nets and follow Christ's higher call. And that's the conclusion of uh, lesson number one here. Think about it. Peter might have gone farther than we do just for that step, you know. Thinking about that. Okay. There's not questions per se in the back of, uh, for these lessons, but just kind of to summarize again, we saw a, a calling, we saw the person, and then the purpose of that call. We saw the leaving, and then the leaving the earthly pursuits, and then the personal ties that Peter had there, and then we also saw the following, and that following requires faith, and that faith replaces fear. So a good kind of foundational lesson kind of starting that here. Any any thoughts anybody had or anything on it? Anything that stood out to you? Anything in particular? Any other thoughts something that kind of couple, some statements that kind of stood out to me when it's talking about in the first point you know, about Jonah that are we guilty of putting ourselves ahead of God and then forgetting about eternity because of today's concerns and then that the special purpose of God is never about us although it does benefit us but it's never about us any anything else any last thoughts or anybody? No? Okay. Let's go ahead and close in prayer. Lord, we thank you for the um just the opportunity to be able to be in your house and tonight and let's hear the lesson of this the kind of the first lesson here about Peter. Um so we're kind of starting this new study and this new lesson, Lord, um, that it's definitely a challenge and Peter did a a lot of things right in just this first lesson and the start here, the ministry, which you called him to, he actually followed. And just help us, again, as we embark on the study, that it um, it would challenge us and encourage us to further and to listen to the call that you have for our lives, Lord. I pray that you give us safety as we go to our homes um, this evening and bring us back together again on Wednesday. In Jesus' name, amen.